checking a box type meeting than it is about really understanding what your next right move is. I'm Lindsay, mom of two active boys on the West Coast and believe there's no reason for money to be ugly. I love helping busy moms make it pretty without using cash envelopes or coupons. I'm Megan. Me and my husband, we have four kiddos and I relate more to the dad role than the mom. And I'm an HGTV loving, oversharing finance nerd. Together we host the Money Stuff with Moms podcast. We understand the hashtag mom life but we also can appreciate the big picture adulting responsibilities like money. In this podcast, we invite you to be a part of our no fluff, fun conversations that will give you helpful on the go finance tips. Even if it's just a peek behind the curtains to hear about what we are doing with our money. In episode 44, where we talked about the biggest thing stopping you from your financial success, one of those things was Lindsay mentioned not knowing where to go. So not knowing who to ask or where to go when you're looking for support, advice, and help when it comes to what's your next right step, what are you doing wrong, what am I doing right, what is future me going to be so grateful that current and past me did. Mm -hmm. And so one of the places that a lot of people think of when they think, I don't know what I'm doing here, I need to go get some help, is they think I'm going to go to the bank. Absolutely. Number one spot to talk to about your money is the bank. And here in Canada, we have the five big ones. Uh So there's, you know, not that many options. So it kind of limits that decision fatigue. Typically, you've opened a bank account where your parents also had their bank. And Uh you and very often you just keep with that same bank throughout your whole financial journey. So what do you think when you hear someone say, oh, I'm, I have an appointment at the branch and I'm going to talk to my money person. (laughs) What do I think? Um, I think, oh no, in a sense, like, well, let me just put out a blanket caveat that people who work in the bank are awesome people (laughs) and they are doing an awesome job for the system in which they survive. (laughs) The system which puts food on their table. Um, You know, yes, we've got the, you know, our our top five, um, they call them the big five um, banks in Canada. Some of them are in the top 10 most profitable banks on the planet. And considering our population versus the population of other countries, that might give you an indication on where their objective lies, which isn't a bad thing. Most of us that own ETFs and mutual funds, we own these banks. We want them to make money. It's not a big, bad, evil thing. And the people who work in them are lovely. However, the financial advisor who works in the office that will take your meeting, if you have some generic questions, is generally a junior, a very lovely, kind and sweet junior advisor 
who has been tasked with a few things. Those things are opening you ba new bank accounts, selling you GICs, selling you mutual funds and lines of credit. That is their objective. Are those the worst, most evil, awful things in the world? No, it just might not be what is the answer to your question. But they will get that square peg in the round hole. <laughs> they will find a way to offer you one of those things to solve your problems. Even if there was another uh, better option out there, how the heck would they know that better option? They work inside of their very sweet little bank bubble and they know yeah. what they know and they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. A common feedback I get when people have booked that appointment with the branch to go over their money, get things organized, get on top of things is that it during the meeting, they felt like it was going well. They felt like they were, they were engaging. They were, you know, talking about their problems, getting some solutions. And then as they've left or once they get home, they feel the same. So they feel like I went to the bank during the meeting. I felt good. I felt like, yes, I'm getting organized. I'm doing the things. I'm an adult. I'm, you know, I'm doing my crap together. <laughs> yes. And like on the drive home, if you're with your partner or you get on the phone with your partner and you're trying to explain like what just happened, you feel more confused and you walked away with a shiny new line of credit and you're putting a hundred dollars a paycheck into a TFSA, but you're not quite now you're, you got even more things to be confused about. Totally. And okay. so, yeah, it's more of a <clears throat> checking a box type meeting than it is about really understanding what your next right move is. Cause Likely your next right move isn't to open a TFSA or a line of credit and just randomly start contributing to a new account. <laughs> totally. Yes. I, I, will, I often say that you, you walk out of those appointments with less information than you walked in with. <laughs> um, and I would say that that experience, so you're driving home and you remember why you booked the appointment in the first place. And you realize that that box wasn't checked. Mm. You had a lovely conversation. You might have purchased some great products and opened some great accounts. And, and the person was really awesome to be with. And you felt heard and taken care of. And they showed you some graphs. And you had a, a conversation about your mortgage renewal next year and all these different things. And you're like, yeah. Like you say, I'm an adult. I'm doing the right things. And then, you know, the kid that puts up their hand in class. And then the teacher calls on them. And they're like, I forgot what I was going to say. Yeah, that was you in the bank meeting. <laughs> you put up your hand, then you got there and you forgot why you were there. And you, on the way home, then you remembered, <laughs> just like your kid does on their yeah. way home, <laughs> you know? Um, so, I mean, the, some of those things, like opening the TFSA and doing $100, that might, you, you might um, get lucky and maybe that was the right thing for you to do. Um, and I would say that, you know, you and I always say just do something. So that is better than doing nothing at all. Um, it's not like the worst decision in the world. Um, but what if there, you know, what if, what if it's the end of the year 
and you want to buy a house in a few years and you don't realize that you have to have your first home savings account opened before the end of the year to get your $8,000 room. Maybe opening an FHSA was the right thing to do. Maybe that would have been better. Or maybe you, um, maybe it's the same thing about like an RESP grant. Maybe there's something that you want to catch up on. Um, maybe putting a few thousand dollars into an RSP is going to trigger a nice big refund. And maybe that would be better for you. Those are not generally the conversations um, and the level of planning that you're going to get from a bank. Yeah. Some bank advisors are super awesome and do have lots of experience. Um, many of those work on the private wealth side, not in the side where there's a front door that you walk in and you know it's the first office um, beside the tellers. Um, those are typically the, the ones for like the new clients or the smaller accounts. And when I say smaller accounts, like you, you might not, like listeners might not know what I mean by that. Every company is gonna have their different threshold. Um, but for lots of them, like that would be under 250,000. For some of them, it would be under 500,000. So like I'm not talking about a, $20 account, right? Like a, a small account um, is pretty big to a lot of us. Um, and so, yeah, there, you know, you might get great advice, but sitting down with somebody who you can really look at all of those different options and talk them all through, I think is important. Yeah. And I think too, like you mentioned, booking the, the bank, even if you walked away feeling confused at least you did do something. Yeah. And sometimes by having those types of conversations, it sparks questions that you have to ask yourself, have conversations between you and your partner, mm -hmm. really evaluate like what age do we want to retire? Or do we even care about funding our kids' education? Is that something we do want to be able to support our kids with? or maybe not. Mm -hmm. um, are we going on a trip next year? Uh, do we care more about saving than reducing debt? So those types of meetings, although you might walk away more confused, it could be that the conversation wasn't navigating towards what do you want? Mm -hmm. Like, let's open you up this tax-free savings account. Yes, because you don't have one and every Canadian should have some money in a tax-free savings account. But also, like, what are we working towards? What would help you sleep at night? What would be an amazing goal if in 10 years you thought, I'm so grateful I checked that off my list and did the things between then and now to have been able to achieve that goal? So I think absolutely patting yourself on the back that you did the appointment, you might be walking away feeling, huh? What? <laughs> what just what just happened there? I don't know. I feel like I got this shiny new TFSA and I have a line of credit that I can access if I need to, but I shouldn't, but maybe I should. Um, maybe but they said it was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I think also like having a list of like really tangible questions going into the meeting is helpful. Like asking them, I want an emergency fund. Maybe that is something that you're you're feeling like you should have how much what's my goal how much should be in there yeah. and um 
I do want to retire. I'm not sure when, but how should I be saving for that? Yeah. Um, if you have a, I'm just going to throw out a blanket statement and say, if you have a pension, you should, you don't need an RSP, max out your TFSA. Absolutely. If you hate, if you hate the tax man now, just wait till retirement. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to mention about, uh, about working with an advisor at the bank. Um, so unless you have one of those higher account values and you're working with the senior planner in the wealth management division, um, you're likely to be walking through a rotating door um, of advisors. <clears throat> and rightfully so, right? If you think about, you know, the, the world of, of financial planning, um, there's a lot of money out there. And there's some really big accounts and some really like fun and exciting opportunities for people in our industry. Um, and often the like the beginner kind of financial planning conversations, those are the stepping stone to move up the ranks in the company that they work for, you know, being the bank. So you're likely to see somebody new in six months or a year or two years. So those planning conversations that you're having, um, I don't know. I don't even know if we should call them that. Those conversations that you're having, you're likely going to have to rehab in the next meeting. This is not a place where you're going to develop like this long-term trusting, you know, intimate relationship with somebody who knows your goals and your struggles and all the stuff about your finances. Um, and again, like that's not the worst thing in the world. Doing something is always better than nothing, but I find that like a, a lot of people, when they end up coming to us at Moolah after working at the bank, one of the main kind of complaints and what they're trying to get away from is feeling like a number. They really want somebody who they can get to know. And that, I don't want to like put an absolute on it, but like that just can't happen at the bank in 2023. Your parents might've been able to do that. You know, the tellers knew my mom's name, knew my name because we walked into the same place and it was the same ladies every single time. Um, and we went to the bank a lot, right? We weren't all digital and bank cards and bank machines and things like that. So that was a thing back then, but it's just not a thing now um and so if you want to feel really like taken care of by somebody who you have a relationship with then it's probably time to start asking your friends your family your people around you doing some research on who is available to work with you that um you know that might not be at one of those big institutions Thanks for spending your time with us today. If you heard anything that piqued your interest, check out the show notes because we probably have some extra deets or links down there. Your homework for today. Go talk to someone about your money. Either your spouse, your kids, your coworker, or a licensed professional. And if you don't like those humans today, we're always talking in Lindsay's Facebook group, Black is the New Red. So join us over there. Head over to Facebook, type in Black is the New Red. You'll see so many amazing like-minded individuals in there trying to get better, asking the right questions, supporting one another. We look forward to hanging out with you again on your next dog walk or while you watch soccer practice from the sidelines. Cheers. <laughs>